Hey everyone, welcome to the Mass Construction Show with today's guest, Andrew Colometta, president at Sterling Construction. I'm your host, Joe Kelly, and this is a podcast about all things construction in Massachusetts and beyond. In today's episode, Andy discusses how he and co-founder Nathan Flieger started and grew Sterling Construction to a $25 million company in just three short years. I encouraged Andy to discuss the systems he put in place that enabled them to grow, and I believe very much that these systems and decisions that they made are part of the recipe that will make them a major player in the years to come. We also discuss personnel and company productivity, operating lean, and focusing on clients. Andy brings a ton of energy to his business and to this episode, so hopefully you'll enjoy the show. Hey, Andy. Welcome to Mass Construction Show. Hey, Joe. Thanks for having me. Yeah, no, thanks for coming and making the trip out from uh, Central Mass. Were you in town today already? or? Um, I had an office meeting in Boxborough, shot into town, and then came over, so it's not too bad. It was perfect. Okay. Great. Yeah. Nice. Uh, we were able to grab lunch ahead of time, too. Yeah, thank you for that. Um, so here's what's interesting. Uh, a lot of people might be wondering they're gonna they're gonna read it and they're gonna see Andrew Colometta president Sterling construction and their first response is probably gonna be who yeah, right right um, and then the follow-up is um, why is Joe having him on the show yeah. uh, to talk with us um, you're relatively new it'll be what three years this next month I want yeah, to say. April 22nd it'll wow. be a third full year complete yeah that, that's super exciting um, why don't you just tell people generally um, what your company does? Obviously, they know you're going to be a general contractor, but how yeah. would you describe it just in a nutshell? Um, we're a small, um, multi-market construction manager firm. We try to specialize in healthcare life science. We only have a few select clients, and um, our goals are not to be the biggest or the best, but to be a um, preferred vendor or partner to our clients. That's basically what we focus on, just client service. Okay. So a couple of reasons why I wanted you to come on. And you can uh, just be careful. This mic is sensitive, but you could, if you talked a little louder, that's fine. Okay. Too. okay. Right. Um, part of the reason I had you on here is, I, um, and we're going to really dive into the execution in a bit, but um, I also want to be right. And I have a, um, a feeling that you guys are going to be really successful. Well, so I'm hoping that three years from now, when you're <laughs> one of the major competitors, somebody's yeah. going to look back and be like, oh, yeah, Joe told us three years ago that they were going to be good, and I yeah. never heard of the uh, Sterling Construction. So this, this is me very selfishly, uh, and I've felt that way for so a while. a lot of grass right now, nothing like that. Yeah. <laughs> we don't know. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. But I'm going to be right. No pressure, but okay. you, yeah. you want to make me right. But more seriously, um, I enjoy having people on that have started businesses and been successful um, because I believe that there's a lot of people listening to this that might be a project manager or a superintendent or what have you at some company and they you know I know I felt that way you know might want to go out on their own someday and it could be guys like you know Chris Lynch at Code Red Consultants and the way they put their business together was great having him on or even people that took over businesses like Mac and Sigley or Mike Weber um, where it wasn't on cruise control when they took it, right? And they had to really do things and um, how they approached running the business. And um, I think there's a lot of things that people listening could learn from you, maybe even if they're working at existing companies. Um, and I know this is a lot of love coming your way, so you're going to be yeah. un slightly uncomfortable probably. I'm saying too many nice things here. Yeah. But um, what kind of really impressed me is when we first met, I was at the AGC and you were just starting the company and you reached out, you wanted to join the AGC. And what I noticed was where most small companies that I would speak to would start off with, um, hey, let's keep things small. Like we'll just use Excel. Um, I'll get as, as bare bones insurance as they need just to get the ball rolling. Yep. And then once we're up and running, then we'll put these big systems in place. But you did some, you did kind of the opposite. Um, you were really pushing saying, what is kind of the best in the marketplace and how I would describe it is you were doing big company, you were making big company decisions when I don't think you even had a job yet, right? It's correct. Yeah. yeah you were just like, it I'm going to put this thing together yeah. and you're like, and I'm going to buy Procore. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> what yeah there's some medium sized GCs I know that are, are afraid to do that. But yeah. so, um, tell me, tell me about what was your thought process when you were, when you and Nathan were first 
putting this thing together? It, it was a lot of, we were very scared. Um, we didn't have a job, a project. We didn't have an office. We were actually working in Nathan's basement. And awesome. our first project, real project, was an $8,000 door fit up at a client out in Concord. And Nathan and I actually self-performed it. Nathan was the carpenter. I was the electrician. I'm an electrician by trade. Mm-hmm. And there's actually photos of us working. Now, this had to be done uh, off hours because it was involving a surgical suite. Mm-hmm. And there's photos, of, there's photos of myself at 2 a.m. mopping the floor. Awesome. Humble beginnings. That's where yeah. this all started. Uh, we have that first check framed in our office for $8,200. And it, it means a lot. So we came from nothing. Uh, what we had was good mentoring and training our whole careers. Uh, you like cake? Hey, who, who doesn't, cake, right? right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone loves cake. There's two ways to get a cake. You either buy it or you build it from scratch. We didn't have the luxury of buying a cake. We had really limited funds. Mm-hmm. Uh, we felt we could go out now and build our own cake. So we shopped and found the best ingredients for this cake. The... I coming coming from a, a technology background in construction and, and working through the different companies like Delphi and Turner and seeing how they change systems and other systems that came about. I didn't want to run this company off Excel. It was it it couldn't it couldn't work. It it wouldn't be feasible to have any growth or any success if we're limiting our back of house systems. So basically put together a um, bid leveling sheet, a bid analysis of all the different softwares and technologies out there at the market at the time. And we had to take a huge leap of faith because these required three to five year contracts agreements for these softwares and without any real funds coming in the door. $8,000 job doesn't warrant paying $75,000 for a software system. We could have, it doesn't work. But if we really wanted to do this and do it right, we had to just go all in. Mm-hmm. And that's really what drove Nathan and I to make that decision of not having a paycheck, working out of a basement, to invest all the money that we had into software and technology to get us ready for what we thought we could do. Mm-hmm. And that's what drove it. Yeah. So was it? So it's a matter of systems, right? Uh, those systems are put in place to uh, allow you to grow. Correct. Because if not, you felt like that was going to be like a limiter or what's it was it what a governor it's gonna be like a governor governor, right yep we're like okay we can never get up but now how about and it's funny this goes with um your company tagline but how did you have that confidence right and i get it like i I, like me just starting right yep everybody's lying if they said i wasn't afraid or i wasn't petrified faith in god faith in family uh, relationship with our, with people that we know in the industry and 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 respect in our own talents. We 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 are builders. We know how to build. What we didn't know how to do is run a company, mm-hmm. and that's what we had to learn quickly. Yeah, I mean, I, you can say you didn't know how to run a company because you hadn't done it, but it seems like you you were making the, for someone who didn't know how to run a company. You you, you were making the right decisions. Yeah. Right? In hindsight. Yeah. Yeah. In hindsight, right. you might not have right. known that. If we failed, all that $75,000 would have been lost. It was lost. down the toilet. It was yeah. down the toilet. So that was a huge risk assessment we had to take in the beginning, saying, if we're going to do this, let's go into it all in. Yeah, and how about some of the other, um, what I kind of lumped into the big company um, mindset? And, you know, we haven't spoken about this prior to what we're doing right now, but, um, like, volunteering. Right, we yeah. did the AGC thing, and you're yeah. out there, and you guys have, you know, been in business six or eight months, and you're like sending carpenters, laborers, and yourselves over there to paint St. Mary's Center. Yeah, that was but, a nice event. You know, yeah, it was a great event, but that's something that you see established corporations do, or even like I remember you, when you were looking to find somebody to build out your website. I mean, yep. most companies, to go back to my Excel thing, would be working off an Excel spreadsheet. I'll get, get like a WordPress out of the box website. Yep. Like. Um, was it the same thinking? What was the thing saying like, okay, we're going to start making decisions? And um, I don't know if it was, it definitely wasn't fake it till you make it, but was it make decisions 
like the company that we want to be? Was that somewhat? We really didn't know what we wanted to be. We knew what we had. And back to that cake analogy. So we had to go out and find these ingredients. We had to come up with a name for the company. We had to come up with a logo. Um, Janice Wasiak helped us with that of getting the colors and the logo. So mm. all these little steps were kind of building our own confidence at the same time because we conquered the software, we got a logo going, we hired, you know, our first insurance company, Kevin Halstead, and our accounting firms and our attorneys were all friends of a friend that were really not construction industry leaders. Mm-hmm. It took a year or so of getting in the business and getting us running to make the decisions to go to the DeSantis's, the AAFs, the Myrick O'Connell's, all those people that are helping us now as, as team consultants that are industry leaders in construction. Mm-hmm. That happened later, you know, our year two in. But year right. one was basically trying to find work, working 16 to 20 hour days, figuring out how to run the software, not just buy it, how to use it. Yep. And, you know, our first job for eight grand on Procore, was it's a joke. Procore laughed at us. They're like, what are you thinking? You know, we're the only two-person firm in this world that had Procore and Spectrum. I guarantee it. <laughs> but looking at where we are now, if we didn't build those systems and the training we put into all of that, we wouldn't be where we are. And I see a lot of contractors and or our trade contractors that we hire are now approaching and talking to us about how they can make system changes now, 15, 20 years into the business when mm-hmm. this big boom is going on, they're struggling with switching. Yeah, We're not struggling with switching. We got the foot on the pedal. We're going. Yeah, you just open the valve up more. And just more. That's, it's, it, 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 that's it. Yeah. Release the governor. Yep. And then um, even decisions, how about like, should, that's the other thing where, um, going back to when we first met, like joining the AGC. I'm like, <laughs> You have no work. Why, yeah. why you, 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 we couldn't even afford it. Yeah. yeah. You know? It, it was, we wanted to be in the systems and in the, around the people that we saw were the leaders. We, we knew the AGC was a great partnership. Um, the safety programs, that's how we found our HR consultant. Mm-hmm. We didn't have an HR person. We have a consultant that came in and drafted company manuals and GHJ, I'm going to say it wrong, but I call it SDS sheets. But all yep. that harmonization programs that we had to put in place for our employees, we had drafted through consultants. I guess what came down to was having Nathan and I having the experience at different companies and watching those companies struggle at different things sometimes. And mm-hmm. some things they did really well. We took the best of what we learned from our experience and tried to make what we have now. Yeah. So going along that theme of experience um so electrician yeah um still electrician i gotta take my code class pretty soon (laughs) there you go right electrician and i even it was like an energy management company controls controls that you were working for night school for a business degree and a construction management degree uh medium-sized open shop firm large union gc what some might look at as like an atypical background. Yeah. How do you think, and you were alluding to it a little bit, how do you think that shaped the way you decided to to, to build your company? I think all those things that you mentioned have always been part of my growth and I've always been looking for a challenge. And when Nathan and I decided to start this company, it was a challenge for me. It was something fresh and new. It was a. It was. It was. Can we take something that we doesn't work and make it work? And that just, you know, the driven personality, support from my family. It that all those things played into just giving it everything we got. We didn't want to fail. We weren't going to fail in ourselves, and we weren't going to fail in the people we we're bringing on. So, you put that behind you. There's a lot you can do. Yeah, I mean, you talk about how you took the the. St- sampling of good things for the two general contractors but how about just actually being in the trades at first like how does that affect um your decision making now or having or or even just having expertise in a in a particular trade that most gcs might not have like yeah i i think the best people come from the trades um 
trades are so sometimes underrated. People look down sometimes on, on people that want to work for a living. Mm-hmm. I I let it empower me. I would love to go into a conversation about controls or electrical with a subcontractor that's pushing the owner for a change order and they don't know why I've done controls for 15 or 12 years or electrical or have a license. And mm-hmm. it's a different switch. Having knowledge, you can't take that away from you. And building the knowledge from in the field and then academia at night, it all helps develop who you are. And I don't know if I'm answering the question the right way, but it's really, the more experience you have, the more opportunity you have to rely on that experience. Hmm. So let me back up a little bit. Um, we talked about um, opting to choose Procore, for instance, yes. and Sage and whatever yep. you... Spectrum. Spectrum, yep. whatever you chose to go with. Um, that was just a... a piece of it to me because then I looked at what you did with just the way you were tracking job costs hmm. and like very intense systems and again on an $8,000 job what the hell do you need that for <laughs> right, like right. You can... I know that Nathan went over in his hours installing the drywall I can tell you that <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't very efficient at wiring the orange strobe <laughs> hopefully Nathan's listening it's very, uh, entertaining um, but yeah like what what are some of the other things you're doing that you, you, you as where a smaller company might not be focused on, you know, because it's just, it's, it's, to, to most people might not be something we need to watch that closely. Yep. Hey, is there more money at the end than there is in the beginning? And we did okay. And, right. And we did okay. Right. But you, and I'd be interested to talk to people that work for you because I only yeah. can imagine because I've seen how. <laughs> how anal you are about controlling numbers your yep. your apms and pms must be like what the fuck yeah, <laughs> right it's it's but um what's the what's the value and what's the driver be try, behind trying to watch things the what i'll kind of call the data so closely i look at it big picture to say mm-hmm. we'll say something like i can't give a client good advice on a project unless i know where every penny is on a job whether they want to choose to add scope, delete scope, make a decision about schedule, whatever that is, if you don't know where your costs are, you can't instruct or guide your client. So that mm-hmm. drives client satisfaction first. That's what drives our our report. And then just having that wanting to know where everything is accountable, making sure that subs are paid on time and we're collecting money on time and costs are in properly. Our systems talk to each other. So mm-hmm. instead of spending time of printing a report in QuickBooks, a job cost history report, let's say, mm-hmm. entering it in a spreadsheet to find out where our projections are compared to left side and right side. That's all done for us now. Mm. So it's time savings, right? It's, it's time savings. It's making us more efficient, right? Yeah. Everyone wants to be efficient and lean. Mm-hmm. We started out like that. That's how we started. Yeah. Okay. That's very interesting. You're, you're having the systems do the work for you. And as a result you deliver a better product because you're leaner, your overhead's probably less because you're not spending the time trying to figure out where everything is. Do you find... Our overhead's not less because I don't want you to think we're cheaper. We're we're more efficient and we can do more. I get you. Okay. So price kind of ends up being the same, but you get a better product. We try to deliver a better product. I think every company wants to start and stay like this size and have principal involvement with every project, with every client. And that's what we're trying to focus on is giving that client that attention. The, the one, the five, the six million dollar projects, a lot of people, a lot of other companies might give that to a junior person and have a senior person oversee that. Clients are getting senior attention because we're not worrying about the back of house stuff anymore. We can hmm. focus on the client, focus on the work. Hmm. Okay, where the traditional kind of um, dashboard that a senior exec would be looking at um, and spending their time there, you don't need to spend your time don't there. Don't spend your time there. I, we, we look at monthly reports and balance yeah. sheets and P&Ls, all that stuff, but our, our reporting is so accurate that it doesn't take as much time for us. I can print a WIP report off my phone right now. Mm-hmm. That's what's pretty impressive. Yeah. Most. So what, what I really... I remember some driving factors as a project manager learning from my predecessors, you know, from other companies, but get Rex out, right? Get Rex in from subs, get Rex out to clients. Our Rex go out to clients on or before the first of the next month. On or before. Not five days into that month. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. 
we're closing the month within seven days after that, wow. which I guarantee you is a stand, is, is is a very aggressive compared to anybody else. Hmm. And you know our volume's up there. We're not. We're 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 playing the right game. Yeah, I mean, I'll hopefully record it on the pre-intro, but in case I didn't, you, you know, you started from zero. Yeah, started from eight grand. Yeah, yeah. To today, we're looking at roughly. We're gonna probably do thirty million this year. Yeah, it's very great. close, and mm. a lot of high, very technical projects. A mm. uh, lot of existing condition projects, owner occupier mm. projects, lab science stuff, hospital work. That's mm. what's really our mark. That's what we're trying to focus on, and I think we're doing a good job at it. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna go there. Yeah, um, but I still want to. Um, Drill down, continue to. All right. O- only because when we have yeah. lunch, you start grilling me on what's my weekly. Yeah. I was just like, it's just it's that's who you are, I, right? I, I think of, and, and yeah. that's and that's fine, you know. And I'm like, Jesus, like I should be looking at my business closet. <laughs> Andy's grilling me over a sandwich, you know. <laughs> um, but so you talk about collecting that data, um, and knowing where everything is. Have you gotten to the point where, um, you can then that data informs your next job? Of course. And how? Like, or, or maybe what's like, an, what's may, maybe an example? Well, um, whether real it's big picture, or... it, it can help out with any square foot calculation for any of the projects we've ever done instantly. We know exactly what our true costs are, what we budgeted, all those things. So that's, that's can be found in a second. Uh, working with repeat clients, Really, we have four four major clients. That's all we have, and and reporting. They're used to our reporting now. Mm. What what's interesting? They're expecting these same reports from other other contractors they may or may not hire, and they they can't produce these things. So oh, only awesome. ma- it really it sets us above above the bar. Uh, but historically, we have our systems are so tight that we can look at any project at any time, whether it was done two years ago. Three years ago now, or yesterday, we can see every submittal, RFI, drawing log, cost report, requisition, all that stuff is on the cloud. When we built this company's infrastructure, we didn't want a server anywhere. We wanted to be completely mobile. We were working mm-hmm. in Nathan's basement. We didn't know where we were going to be. <laughs> yeah. So everything is cloud-based. Everything is like triple backed up, whether it's Procore or Spectrum. We have backup on top of backup. Our, mm-hmm. our email is all 365. So we're fully mobile, fully agile. And mm. all of that alludes to being able to pull any data at any time. Hmm. And then then a client approaches you and starts saying, okay, we're looking at doing this. You can then reference that data and it it becomes almost a pre-con tool, right? Yep. Every time, estimating and... every time Related Build comes to us with a new tenant that's going into a lab space, right? It's a, it's, it could be a white box or not. And they'll come, we'll meet with the tenant We'll napkin sketch a project, and within a day or two, we can turn around rough order magnitude numbers. Then the architect team could put together some design narratives, and then a week or two later, we can put together real hard numbers. So all the information is helping the client close a deal even better because they have real information about what it's going to cost per square foot okay. for that tenant. Hmm. It's all part of them closing their deal so we can close ours. Yeah. All right. I know I keep bouncing, um, but right. it's like there's a the depth to every yeah, question, yeah. right? Um, when you were back making the decisions about joining the AGC or doing volunteering and all these things that um, I keep calling big company decisions, yep. um, you know, I've just, or even bringing on a complete professional to put together your website. Um, I had spoken to so many companies along the year that are small to medium size, and they say, yeah, like, we want to be doing that. We don't have the time. (laughs) You know, like, oh, we're going to get to that. Like, we're just, we're we're struggling with this. I don't have enough people and that. Um, How do you do do that? How and why, right? Like, so the first thing... Because yeah. and I'm just going to make it even more clear yeah, if no, people I, aren't clear. Like you know, I'm talking to a company they're doing 80 million and they can't, you know, they they want to help out on a volunteer project or they want to like you've um, helped at Wentworth in Fitchburg State yep. doing lecturing and like all those things. And when I talk to the the companies and say, you know what, this is probably really good for your business, and you know, they completely agree. Yeah. 
and the two things either were like I don't have the time or like my PMs are working too much I can't send them to do that like how are you doing it yeah right w- without the wherewithal that the the, the bigger companies have. the first or, how am why how am why so yeah. the why is easy we love we love what we do you talk about cultures um, everyone now is talking about culture in a company we set that from day one we want to give more than we take um, I love meeting new students I have so much respect for these nice students because I was there I worked a full-time job 60 65 hours a week grinding it out and going to school till 10 o'clock at night and then driving an hour and a half home I know what these guys are going and ladies are going through it's mm. I have respect for them. I want to give them some real-world experience. I love doing it. I love meeting people. Hmm. Sometimes we pick a hire up here or there, but the goal is I like getting out to do more for others. Mm -hmm. The whole why, I look at myself as a risk manager. I can't manage risk, or we can't manage risk, unless we have systems in place to manage too. Mm -hmm. So setting up, when we didn't have an HR policy until we were about to hire our first hire. So we, before we hired that person, three, four months, we, we know we need a new person, but we weren't going to pull the trigger until we had all of those company policies in place, a safety program, a HR manual, um, I forget them now, but yeah. onboarding paperwork, applications, all these things we had customized by HR consultants, reviewed by attorneys, and, and put in place, and every person had to sign one of these to start with Sterling Construction. That mm-hmm. was one piece of it. Um, that's how, but that also, reading in, reading these documents, right, they helped me understand how to lead and how to make sure we're working towards a goal. What are, what are our mission statements? What do we want to focus on? And are we hiring and bringing on the right people to do that? And are they protected with these policies just like we are? Mm-hmm. It's it's not just cover us, it's cover the employees. Make, make sure everyone understands the groundwork. Hmm. I just think I don't want to be loose I want it tight and to have it tight you have to put it in place right and then going back to though the joining the AGC volunteering teaching like how are you doing that when other people aren't you just is is the answer what you said which is like you love it I work harder and I do it I I just find time and I try not to let my personal life sacrifice Um, I don't let the company sacrifice I I just find time. Yeah. I, you know, I'm teaching at Wentworth a guest lecturing once once a month. Right? Mm-hmm. How hard is it to clear one night a month to do that? Uh, the St. Mary's thing was an awesome event. We do stuff for our church. It's, I guess, what it comes down to is back when you asked me the question about being in the field mm-hmm. and working my way up from the field into construction management and then going to school nights. I didn't let those things I didn't stop doing things I did more mm-hmm. by doing more you just become more in some well for me I became more efficient yeah and that's how we have to be that's how I am I can't speak for other people but the more you put on my plate I'm gonna get it done I'm just gonna figure out how to do it without impacting other things and that's kind of what drove sterling I guess I guess now we're getting there is to get us more efficient is basically all the years of doing all these things at once figuring out how that all does and making sure our systems could keep up with that. And by having these systems in place made us more efficient. So it's like, it's yeah. kind of like so it all comes together. Would you say, cause I, and I want to ask about it, but would you say so personally you had to become real efficient just by nature of working a full-time job, going to school nights, having a pretty lengthy commute and maybe yeah. what you learned in that process, you just said let's transfer this to a, in a business sense that's, that's you might not have thought of that but i never that... thought of it but for 10 years i, I did that right yeah. i made it work mm-hmm. um i didn't let my job sacrifice and i didn't let my personal life yeah you know, now, any of that happened so now it's a challenge how do you not let it affect your personal life what what, what are some of the things that you do to try and hmm. um mitigate that I know you say you're going to the gym every day. I, I, morning, I, I right? try to go to the gym as much as possible to release stress and to stay healthy. Um, I got an amazing wife and a partner mm-hmm. that that um, keeps me level headed and keeps me. I have faith in God and uh, and we go to church and we do Bible studies. I have a great supporting family. I have a great partner and his mm-hmm. family. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess it's just pri- prioritizing the work. 
understanding what's important at home as well, Mm -hmm. not letting work suffer, not letting home suffer, and if there's a will, there's a way. You you yeah. gotta want it. Yeah. You gotta want this stuff. And yeah. I can't. I love construction so much that I don't even feel like I'm working. Yeah, I. T- you know what? That happens a lot with me. I feel like I. En- I thoroughly enjoy this. Yeah. And it's not. It's burden, not. It's work. not a burden at all. I. Yeah. If I can't sleep one night, I'll I'll wake up in the morning early and do some emails right home before I go to the gym or the office. It. I find times to sneak things in. Without being on my phone all the time and in front of other yeah. people. Is like, there any tips? Um, or is anything that you've done where you're like, listen, I got, I got come, some great tips. come six o'clock, yep. uh, nope. I shut it off. Is there? I don't because something could happen. This is construction. It's 24-7. Mm-hmm. We could finish work at two o'clock and have a water break at five. Even if we're not there, we're still going to deal with it. So the phone has to be nearby, right? And that's with any person in this mm-hmm. business, especially an owner. Um, Nathan's the same way. But there's things I developed over time to help me manage myself better. Nothing, everything is in my calendar. I like the way you word that. Okay, manage yourself. Yeah. yeah. Okay, go ahead. Everything is in my calendar. There's not one thing that's not in my calendar that reminds me what I have to do. Whether it's pick a child up or drop a child off or meet my yes. wife or go to a meeting, everything's in there. I do something differently about my email that I've shown every employee so far. My inbox, how many in- emails do you have in your inbox and your sent box right now? In and sent. I don't even know. Right. I probably got six in my sent folder. And maybe just because we've been here for an hour or two, maybe 20 or 30 emails in my inbox. Mm-hmm. Does that strike you as weird? Yes. Yes. Okay. I create a folder for every project. And I'm getting hundreds and hundreds of emails a day. I use my inbox and my sent box as my to-do list. I only leave them in there if they're not dealt with. If it's uh. dealt and filed, I file it in a folder. Whether it's corporate-related, company-related, project-related, employee-related, everything has a home. You want to ask me what was an email about this on this project, I could pull it up in a second because it's like filed that. somewhere. But my inbox and my sent box are only my to-do, to-do list. Lists. I like that because you know I mean I use the flag method. I don't have any, you know, no flags, no instant pop-ups, no distractions. I focus on what I'm doing and I, I file it as soon as it's done. Yeah. Well, and then, when it's done and then when it's in that folder and there's a response to that, it stays in that folder and it comes up. It's, it, I don't know, it works for me. Yeah, no, right? that sounds great. I mean, I went to no notifications probably oh, yeah. four years ago. Oh. And like, a- absolutely not. It just, it's a killer. It's a it's killer. A killer. Yep. So I, I'm on board with the no notifications. I, I like that idea of, that's just Folding one tool system. I use yeah. for me. Um, no, that's good. Time management. I, I, at first, I tried to please everyone. My wife, my family, my partner, work, clients. And I realized if they called, I just went there. Mm-hmm. Now I'm more focused on making a trip and making it like, okay, I'm going to this area. I'm going to deal with these five things at this area. Yeah. And then go over here and deal with that. It's not... Bing, 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 anymore. Have you read the book, by any chance, um, Deep Work by Cal Newport? No, I have not. You should, probably should. Really? Um, you would, you're probably doing a lot of it anyway. Okay. But his is much more focused. And there's been a couple books around that that I've been reading as of late, which is, you know, um, really about um, going deep and also carving out time and eliminating those distractions where you're working on this now and that's it when you're doing that you're doing that and when when you're with your family you're with your family and there's lots of studies in there where they they actually took um you know different a consulting group or whatever it was and they took um this person went into the consulting group and put parameters on when they could like talk to each other yep or when they could answer emails yeah and they also forced them to go to a four-day work week and the upper management was like freaking out. So they like, no, we have clients, this and that. The clients were happier. They got more done. And it's, it's just about like... Efficiencies. You, yeah, efficiencies. But also when you're doing that, doing that, no one can multitask. No. It's a lie. It's a joke. Right? Everyone says they're multitasking. You can't do two things twice. You can only do things at the same time, I guess. Yes. That's the way to say it. Yes. You can either be driving and you can't do two things twice either yeah no, that's <laughs> or, true too <laughs> but you can't drink and breathe 
Yeah. You, you have to do one thing well. Mm-hmm. And it takes time to get that practice and, and not get distracted of an employee coming in or a partner coming in or a spouse coming in and dealing with that and dealing with something else. It has to be, hey, give me five minutes. Let me get back to you. Let me let me look into that for you. Let me Give me two minutes. Yeah. Like, or if you can, in the, going with like that, I'm pretty sure it's deep work because I've read a couple of, of books along this line. But... Um, not even allowing that to happen. He has examples of people in there, like professors and things like that, that would, you know, put out of office emails oh, wow. yep. on place while they're working. While they're working, and they they'll have the door shut, and the yep. guy would be like, "I see you were in there. You're not yeah. out of work." He's like, <laughs> "But no, like when I'm working, I'm working." And like him in particular, I think he went from like publishing four peer-reviewed papers in a year, which was like impressive for yep. a scholarly person. To nine hmm. and wrote a book. And wrote a book. In the same amount of time. In the same amount of time. So, and yeah. Go back to how I was doing all those things in the beginning. I I found a way that worked for me. I didn't hmm. have a book or, you know, I just didn't want to fail. That's yep. a lot of it is being driven not to fail. And I am the type of person that can handle a lot of weight on me. And I, I like it. I like being challenged. I don't like not having something to think about or to learn, or to push myself. I need that type of stimulus in my life. Yeah, I'm the same. Do you find that you... um, I am not in the camp of being supremely organized. I don't... I'm not the... um, It's funny. I remember sitting in on something that was a Myers-Briggs test for construction (laughs) people. Everybody in the room because they were all project managers, came in in this like one little tight knit, like you guys yep. are all this and you just scream project manager. They're like, you like lists. Yeah. You want things organized. They need to be in rows, this and that. And I, I'm just, that's just not me. Hmm. Um, do you need that variety? Because I think the me having the need for variety helps me to like always want a new challenge and not be able to kind of sit still. And I think that's what drives like the fact that why I'm trying to run a brand new business and hey i'm gonna do a podcast and i lose a day and a half a week yeah exactly yeah it's crazy but um but do you have that do you like the variety or are you much more of personal life i like spontaneous i like to be able to leave when we want to leave do what we want to do work-wise i'm super organized super organized i have like like i told you my email you like the predictability you like the not predictability as much as everything has a place everything has a time everything like on my desk there's four sets of drawings in order of what project's going to finish in what order so Mm -hmm. i know it's just way i do things i set it up that Mm -hmm. Um, we have one drunk drawer in our house, so <laughs> we have a messy drawer, but most of our house is pretty much neat and organized. Yeah, that's yeah. mine too, but yeah. that's only because of my wife. If not, it would be, <laughs> no, it, it would here, be chaos. I, I get a, I get a, I get a, I'll get an earful if I leave something in the wrong spot. Yeah. 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 I stopped yeah. putting away dishes because uh, I put them in the wrong spot. Yeah, you, so I, I load the dishwasher, I don't put them away. You, you and me both. <laughs> um, curious, did... Um, was Nathan the same path? Was he in the trades? Yes. Prior? Oh, yes. Yes. Nathan uh, was, a was a carpenter. Yep. Carpenter his whole career, uh, superintendent, general superintendent, vice president of a company. So, yeah, he, yeah. Full, no formal education, but he learned the other way. We all learn by yeah. doing by doing it, by actually doing the stuff and dealing with tough situations. And, and um, yeah, he, he could... He could breeze through school. I just don't think he ever had the time. He had children young, and mm-hmm. that was just a different different path for him. Yeah. I mean, I think you... It, it's funny you two are good compliments in one way, but also, I think, of the same mindset in, in another one. I think that that is helpful. It. You couldn't have two Andys, and you couldn't have two Nathans. Yeah. I could, I could never let someone else have the control I have of the systems. And... Nathan, I Nathan couldn't let anyone else dictate a project site, mm-hmm. and Nathan does more than just project sites. I mean, he does estimating. He can bring in clients. He does all of that part. Mm-hmm. But we had to kind of delegate and separate the roles a little bit because you can't have two of the same. And what? Well, no, no, no. Well, you you fin- you're just hitting uh, my my I'm, I'm absolute getting, sweet spot. But go on, or but it's I'm glad well, our partnership is great because. He lets me run the way I run, and I, he runs the way he runs, 
we definitely interact. We talk all the time. Mm -hmm. We meet together all the time. We, we have project schedules, budget schedules, project reviews, all those things together. But we have different approaches. Mm -hmm. um, he can handle different situations better than I can sometimes and vice versa. Uh, it's, it's a great – I think that was one of the driving reasons why I made the leap myself. And probably Nathan would say the same thing is that we had each other. Mm -hmm. Could we have done it each of us by ourselves? Nathan could have started his own company by himself. I could have started my own company itself. But we wouldn't be as successful. And we had that togetherness and that companionship. And we're dealing with tough situations. I mean, we, we, we started off tough. It was rocky. It was lawsuits and not things that were good for any starting company yeah. with no money and no mm -hmm. work. And it, it, we, from all of that, it just built us. It made us closer together, and it, it's been a great, a great partnership so far. Okay, awesome. All right, I won't take a, a side trip. I was gonna. Good. What? Good. What do you got? No, I was gonna say it's funny when you talk about like the. Uh, you definitely can't have two Andys. Like yeah, everybody no, no. will the, say that. One's enough. <laughs> one is definitely <laughs> enough. Um, but uh, no, I, I feel I feel that way about um, like. Marriage, yeah, because you hear a lot of people um, talk about how like, oh, it should be two independent people, mm. okay? And I'm probably going to lose uh, half my listenership here now, because now it, you're done. it's right. Yep. right, right yep. I'll tread there though. Okay, what the whatever. Um, you know that there needs to be um, everybody equal, and we need to all stand on our. We need to both stand on our own, and I think that's a, it's such a mistake. Yeah, I do. I agree. You know, it's like. Don't be married. Then be two. And, Dude, but, but what's a part of being married? Yeah, and it's if, to be one. It's to join as one. Yeah, and if you use the same analogy with the business side of things, right? And if if my wife is really great at handling the checkbook and all the bills and the finances, and I'm not, and I'm busy running the company, like kind of common or conventional wisdom would say like, well, everybody should have a separate account or know what it yeah. like. But like, no, I think the, the the division of work based off of who's good at what makes a partnership successful, no matter what that partnership is, whether it's a marriage or a business or, you know, a um, volunteer group that's coming together. I think you have to have that. If you're having two people do the same thing or with the, like, it, it, it doesn't work and you have to but you have to trust each other too you do. right the, our trust you can't is, split yeah. you can't say you do this and you do that and everyone's watching over each other's shoulders nope. that doesn't work right our trust is very strong it's a lot stronger than I thought it would ever be and it's it's been a great to have someone that has your back I have his back we have a united front in front of clients or, or employees whether we disagree in the back or not, but mm -hmm. we, we, those are things we learned from watching other people. Mm. And we had to, we struggled with, we had our struggles in the beginning. Uh, very Nathan will, I, I'm one of those people where it's like, Hey, here's something we have to do. Let's get it done. And no one wants to hear, Hey, where are you at with this? Where are you at with this? Where are you at this? So to avoid that, that level of conflict, whether it's with Nathan, myself, or any other employee, we use a system called Trello. T-R-E-L-L-O. It's free, believe it or not. Mm. It's a whiteboard. It's a virtual whiteboard. And you can put a person's name up there, and you can just drag and drop different things into these people's names. You can assign dates. You should see me. I'd hate you. Yes, I, go <laughs> if I can't sleep at night, I open up my iPod, and I will drop stuff on Trello all night long, and... Next day, I'll check or whatever. And it's a way for me to stop saying, hey, where are you at with this? Where are you at with this? Where are you at? I can see it. People know to respond. They go through. It's not micromanaging. It's just making sure we're all aligned with the same purpose and goals. Mm. And, you, and everyone seems to like that, huh? Everyone loves it. You get it on your phone. You can set up notifications. Most people don't have notifications. We just check it every couple of days to make sure. You know, you can you can remind yourself to call a certain person on the way home or a client or. Oh, so you're putting stuff in your own box too. You can, I do. I I fill my own box first. Hmm. If I get out of a meeting and there's four things I have to follow up on, I dump it in my Trello, and it's there until it's until I personally hit click done. I'm gonna have to check that. It's out. it's great stuff. And I learned that from Turner Construction. Turner Construction had a, we had a team we were doing building JetBlue Terminal C. Uh, the uplift there and 
that was one of the systems we used, and it was it was great. All right, so so far we've got Trello. We have your email folder system, yeah. which I like. I'm trying yep. to think if there's anything else I missed. But um, all right, let's talk a little bit about growth. I'm six um, two now. <laughs> <laughs> How has the past three years looked as far as taking on work? hiring people mm. to handle that work what was your um thought process around risk when all that was going on yep. risk of taking a project risk of hiring right all these things are yeah are, everything's are, are a risk, risk. like controlled risk or yeah yeah exactly and then and what did you do? To, so maybe the, right, so the follow-up like is... like eight things. Yeah. You need to give me one at a time because I'm going to go off on a tangent. All so right. give, uh, me, uh, give me one. All right. I will Stop tighten it up. Yeah. What did growth look like on or, or in from a project perspective? So um, from $8,000 job to our next one or... These past three years, you know, has it been pretty straight line? Has it been a hockey stick? Has it been... Um, yeah. Okay. And was it... We got one client, um, or we got our four right out of the gate, and they kept giving us more. Or were we adding clients. How did how did that? How did just the general growth as far as volume goes? We'll say. Yeah, out of the gate, nothing. So it was we had in Nathan's basement a whiteboard. We didn't even buy a real whiteboard. We bought the one from Home Depot for eight bucks a sheet, screwed to the wall, and we just wrote down. Everybody and anybody we've ever worked with on the client architect side. And we put it in a list. And what was interesting was I started this with this list of, okay, client here. And we gave them numbers and ratings, like how strong the relationship is. We did the same thing for architects. Hmm. Then what we did is we correlated what architects worked with what clients that had the same ratings. And we were rating with. Interesting. Oh, I like Am this. I giving away too many secrets? Yeah, you are, but keep going. So then we targeted a few. Some returned calls, some didn't. And then as soon as we got with one, we just stayed with that client and whatever they asked us to do. Whether it was a $9,000 door, a million-dollar fit-up, we just didn't turn down their work. And fortunately, in this environment that we're in, we, we've... We I have turned away different clients in different work that we didn't fit with the best fit for Sterling at the mm-hmm. time. It, not just for us, but we couldn't service that client well. But we have four core clients right now, and we're very pleased, and our relationships are very strong. Yeah. How did you end up with the mix? Because you have multifamily, residential. We have one multifamily going on. So we're not – that's not our bread and butter. We're doing that because it's a solid core client that we've worked with in the past that happened to have a great project in the city. It's a steel and concrete building, five stories up. It's what we know. We don't know wood that well. Mm-hmm. So this is a perfect job for us. That's why it was that why that one was a good fit. But we're not pursuing multifamily, wood frame, podium construction. That's not what we want to do. Right. The healthcare stuff. I was going to say, yeah. So I, I saw multifamily, yep. which you just explained. Healthcare, fair yep. amount. Life sciences, yes. fair amount. And then interiors, interior commercial when it comes up, but that's that's more of a client spinoff. So GFC development is uh, the builder we're building for, the owner we're building Fifty Symphony for, and one of his partners' clients' relationships is a law firm, and they had a tough project where they needed to have furniture pulled out, reverb the whole waiting room and kitchenette. We had to do it over a weekend. It was small. It was 80 grand. Yeah. But we blasted it out in three days and they were super happy. Well, they put us in touch with Coldwell Banker, one of their agents. Mm-hmm. And now we're doing most of eight Coldwell Banker's work in Massachusetts. We did the headquarters. We did the 399 on Boylston Street. Yeah, Boylston one came out. That was beautiful, it. beautiful yeah. project. But that was, uh, was kind of like the interior stuff that we were doing. But we weren't pushing that as a market thing. We were just kind of doing it because it came to us and it was good core client stuff. Mm-hmm. But related deal with all the life sciences and and, t- and, all, and and some interior stuff, but mostly they're the life science group we work for, Emerson Hospital and Merrill's Wakefield Hospital. Those are the two. Um, and now actually we picked up UMass, 
So we have five. I mean, UMass Medical. UMass Memorial Hospital in Worcester. We just did their PT okay. in Shrewsbury. Nice. nice project. Oh, great. That's yeah. exciting. All right, so that's what the... We haven't updated our website lately, so we got to get okay. those updated. <laughs> um, that was growth from the so that's volume three years. perspective, yeah, exactly. right? Yep. Now, how about growth from personnel standpoint? Yeah. And then more so, what was your thought around it as far as, okay, I'm going to bring on another person full-time. Mm-hmm. Um, do we have the work? Yep. Do we, like, all those thoughts that go through your, your head, I'm sure. Like, what's... I think about this a lot, and Nathan kind of always... This is where Nathan helps me. He, he reels me in, because I look at budgets, look at people, look at volume, look at all these things and say, okay, well, if this doesn't go, then we can't do this. But Nathan really had to say there's nothing like the present to train someone and bring them on while we may be in between projects so that we're not trying to fill a position. We already have Out of a, desperation. We're not, yeah. we're not, that's not, we haven't hired mm. one person that way. Every person has been brought on prior to Actually needing them. Actually needing them. So give them the time to acclimate. Give them the time for us to train them. I love teaching. I love teaching our people that we work with. Uh, so that we're up to 12 people now. Um, we have one more spot we're trying to fill. We have a few interviews next week. Um, most people have been junior level people, except our accounting controller person who's a rock star, Sonia. Mm-hmm. Most other pe- everyone else is a fully licensed superintendent. We, mm-hmm. we, we put everyone through and get them their licenses. And whether they're a PM or APM, everyone, every person in our company has their license. Uh, and we, we're really trying to promote within and teach this business from start to finish. So every new person, whether they've been at Turner or Gilbane, whatever systems they've learned, they spend the first month or so with me. And I PM. And mm-hmm. I take a job and I go from estimate to execution and that person follows that with me the whole way and works with me and then they may go to a, a pm and work together with an lpm um i always felt the best way to know your job is to know the whole aspect of it whether you're only responsible for one piece mm-hmm. of it but if you know right. where to start and finishes it can help map you can help figure out your own map i i will show you how to get there you can make your left and rights mm-hmm. I really break everything down to how I want the system to be run and managed because I know it works. Once you do things the way I show them how they're done, then you're off to yourself to figure out how you want to tweak it yourself. I'm not micromanaging at that level, but I wish, I want to break it down so you see how we do it, why we do it our way, and then you can take it from there. And if you have improvements, let us know. Yeah, because in and obviously what's the desired result, right? If you know, if the goal is I, I need you to lift this up and put it over there. Like, I don't care if you just spins around yeah. while you're walking down the hallway. That's your business. It but is. I need it to get from here to here. Right. Okay. We we have a unique unique way of our um, onboarding. I mean, a lot of companies have a lot of seminars and training. We we don't have that funding available at this level. Mm-hmm. Everything is done by me or Nathan. So you're getting senior leadership construction people teaching you and spending time with you where if you went to some certain companies just give you to a co-worker or a peer and that works for them but Mm -hmm. people that are successful in our company are people that are driven that want to do it all Mm -hmm. yeah you 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 mentioned that um there's a bit of like an entrepreneurial feel it is to the company and i think is that um is that something you feel is unique or do you think it's just a byproduct of essentially being a startup for lack of a better right because we're small and the owners me and nathan are involved with everything that goes on in the company so it's very entrepreneurial feel but we empower the people that work with us to make decisions i think a decision is better than a right any decision is better than no decision right and for the most part yeah it is because our people are with risk management, with the systems, they're not going to make a left field decision or right field. They're they're pretty much A or B. So we we kind of let people run. Yeah. And just by having the systems I have in place, I can quickly find out if something's not right. I have little ways to check certain things here mm-hmm. and there. And I can jump in and help out with a tough conversation with a sub or an owner. 
it really makes a lot of times someone will come to me and say, Andy, this is what's going on. This is what I'm going to do. I said, well, that's great. This is how I'd do it. And this is why I would do it that way. You're like, oh, I never thought of it like that. And then, then they made me combine their idea and my idea. Mm. But that's not every decision. That's Those are the tougher ones. But they're getting that five minutes of my time where they wouldn't get that somewhere else. And that's gonna they're going to remember that. And they're going to use that the next time. They're going to do mm. it themselves. The goal is to have clients call our people and not me and Nathan. Yes. That's yep. the ultimate goal. That's when you know you made it in this business. Mm. Yeah, no, it's great that that becomes a teaching tool, right? Um, but also interesting to go back to the productivity piece. Um, it, Tim Ferriss talks about um, he used to run a supplement company where they would, he would sell, they would sell supplements. And um, one thing that he put in place was it used to be the service people, if a question came in, or if a product was wrong, it shipped wrong, it had to go to him and he'd be like, okay, yeah, refund them their money or send them a new product, do whatever. Yep. And then he put into place, that at first it started with 100 bucks. He says, listen, any decision under $100, you have the freedom to make. Yep. So everyone in that call center could just, whatever you think is right, do it. He's like, I eventually bumped it up to 500 Yep. He's like, and what that reduced from email and calls coming to me was so worth it that if one out of the ten was wrong, so what? That's yeah. it's still so worth it, right? right. So that right. goes kind of goes to your point it about does. any decision's better than no decision to some degree. To some degree, and um, it, we make sure our we're, the people that we're working with in our company know our culture, right? They know how Sterling represents Sterling. They represent Sterling well to our clients. Yep. They represent Sterling well to our subs. We, we that's our basis, and then from there they can choose and make the decisions knowing that core information. You know, one of the things, the toughest thing I ever had to do as a PM is call the subs you like and tell them they're not getting the job. Yeah. When when you're bidding out and awarding projects, and I didn't start doing that till later in my career, really, and not really showing appreciation to all the trades and price work to us. We call back, we try to, I'm going to say we try to, but I'm pretty much sure we're 100% calling back all of our trades every time we make an award. And these are junior people making these calls, learning how to have that conversation. That difficult conversation. Very difficult conversation. And not just, yeah, you weren't picked, click. Yeah. Hey, this is how, this is how the decision was made. This is where you stood. You know, we're not all, that means so much to building their relationship with that tr- person on the other end of the phone that they're they're not even understanding. Hmm. It's yeah. going to go stay with them for the rest, the rest of their, of their life. lives. Yeah. I agree. And that wasn't a class or it was just this is how this is how Sterling runs their projects and this is why we do things the way we do. Hmm. So, and again, I keep backing up, but the growth and hire piece of it and all this training you're talking about, what, was there anything you were doing to mitigate risk while that was going on to, when you were taking on projects or taking on people? I mean, was it just like, okay, listen, before we hire, we want to have X in cash reserves or... So part of setting up this company with the infrastructure and the technology and all the right consultants was setting up a great relationship with our bank, Enterprise Bank. Um, we have a, a significant line of credit that we have never had to touch. Um, that was like our safety net. Mm. But we never thought of that as a reason to or not to hire a person. And we didn't look at that as a reason to or not to take on a job. We basically said to Nathan and I, we said to each other, if we just have to, if we have to work harder, we'll just have to work harder, but we're going to take this on. Mm. Whether it's a project that it's going at the same time as another job that typically we wouldn't want to do, but it's the same client that asked us to do something for them out of the blue. Does Nathan and I have to step up a little bit more? Yeah, we'll do that. We'll, we'll take on that work from that repeat client because we want to keep that client happy. 
The hiring of the person started basically as those client those projects that came at the same time kept on coming at the same time and kept on coming at the same time. Mm-hmm. We just said, okay, it's time to bring on someone else. Yeah. We get that person up to speed, then we bring on another person. It wasn't hire two, three people to deal with something. It was get them up, get them trained, get them running, and then bring on someone new. Very spread. I think we hired like every six months. We were having a hire. Okay. I mean, that works kind of What are you up to now? I, we're 12 with me if I'm considered a hire. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. 12. Yeah, 12. 12. That's pretty good. Not bad. We have 401k. We have... I mean, you laugh at these things because it's funny, but we're, we were, we set up this company with employee number one, health insurance, dental insurance, 401k, uh, vacation, PTO, all the things that every other company has, we had to figure that out too. It wasn't just, it all had, like that cake, back to that cake, we had to get all the ingredients. What are people, what's the industry putting out there for PTO? What is the market for the 401k? All those mm. things we put into our employee manual before we hired a person. No, that's it's paying off. It was in there. Too, yeah. Our 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 vehicle maintenance program, our vehicle driving program, all in that manual before we even had a company vehicle. Mm. Yeah. Do you know how easy it was to hire buy company vehicles and get them with employees after that point? We didn't have to worry about anything. Yeah. Just go and sign a lease. Wow. That's great. It's it's funny. It seems so it simple. It seems so simple, and that's what most people aren't doing that yeah. when they're starting. That's right, for sure. Right, myself included. <laughs> um, anything you would have done differently? Um, man, I love Looking our back. I love our company. I love our name. I like what we stand for. I I don't know. I think the timing of everything was perfect. I I think our career wise, our age, our um experience in the field it all was perfect i don't know what we would have done differently i mean we've had i think some of the the ways the company the company was started in the beginning could have been handled a little bit differently mm-hmm. um it's really it's there was a lot of misinterpretation of why we started how we started all of that mm-hmm. i think that would have probably been handled a little bit differently but we are where we are now and um we're not looking back, and, yeah. and we appreciate all the relationships we had in our careers, and, and uh, yeah. we're did, happy with that. How was it? Did anything go wrong that you feel like you learned from? Um, Probably a lot of things. Might oh, a lot of things <laughs> happened. Um, you know, we've had a few employees that were not the best fit for Sterling, mm-hmm. and whether it was them or us, it just wasn't a good relationship. Uh, we learned how to. Oh, we we had a um, a fraud case happen to us. We lost a. Uh, Almost uh, like $38,000 of fraud that happened because we didn't really understand the whole banking ACH stuff and um, we lost real money. Hmm. We had um, no injuries. We Our EMR is below one. But there's been things, growing pains, I would call hmm. it. Um, but for the most part, every decision or every path has been to the right the right result. Okay, that's yeah. great. All right, now I ask everybody this. Oh boy. Um, well, these two things. Over the next twelve months, we'll say, and this doesn't this doesn't have to be about sterling. It can be about sterling, but sure. it just could just be like broad in the industry. What do you think we're going to see more of in the next twelve months? And more I'm, of. I'm going to also ask the inverse. Okay. What do you think we're going to see less of? Well, we're going to see less of Gronk because he's gone. Yeah. Yes. Uh, at least one I can see him with the Patriots because he'll probably be doing something else. Uh, yeah. But I don't know if he's construction related unless his new career is going to be construction. <laughs> no, so no. Um, what will I see in the next 12 months? Well, I I keep on saying to myself, when will this market change? Hmm. You know, every day it looks like there's a new tower going up. A new condo being turned over. It's it's quite amazing, Boston and Massachusetts right now in this market. I hope things don't change. I would like to see a change in people's patience, owners and clients mm. not expecting things ASAP. Everything is not an ASAP. Right. I wish people understood better labor and material durations and that's our job to to educate clients and architects when they're drawing things which we do i think we do a very well good job there but 
I would like to see if I saw a change, that would be a nice change. Because mm-hmm. um, when everything's ASAP, nothing's ASAP. How right? is that possible? Yeah. It, it's it's. Um, I feel bad for the subs and the trades and the material vendors because they're getting just bombarded with orders and they can't fill them. They can't find staff in the factories. We can't find staff in the field to, to put a quality product up. I mean, everyone's mm. struggling with the, the labor and the material issues right now. And people are paying a premium for that stuff. Everyone wants everything expedited. Mm. I I don't know how everything can be expedited, but somehow yeah. for an extra four or five grand, you can get something a day quicker. But um, in the market, these... I would like to see the market sustain and stay strong like anybody would. Mm. I would like to see some other development outside of the city to kind of spread it around so that the city doesn't come over congested. Mm-hmm. Um, Too late. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'd like to see some improvements of the infrastructure that we have and, and yeah. things like that. But it's, you can't, I don't know. I, I really don't know how to answer how what I think would happen in the next 12 months. I don't think we'll see a change in this next year no. with okay. what's going on. I really don't. I think there's too many deals being signed and too many permits being pulled at ISD and too many cranes going up. Unless something terrible happens to the country, Yeah. I don't think we're seeing any changes until there's an next election. Okay. So, really, so what we're going to see more of is the same? The same. Same stuff. Okay. Yeah. Andy, awesome. I appreciate your coming out. This was great, and it was, if nothing else, selfishly, I just get to hang out with you for a little longer. So that's awesome. Great time, Joe. Thank you very much for your time. Thanks, Andy. Take care. Hey, everyone. Can't thank you enough for listening to the show. Uh, Hope you enjoyed it. Hope you loved what you heard. Um, If you did, if you wouldn't mind heading over to SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, wherever it is that you listen, and give us a rating. It would help us to get heard, which would be huge. Keep this thing going. Um, If you want to get more involved, head over to massconstruction.org. You can see what we do there. You can also connect with us on LinkedIn, Instagram, or Facebook, all from that page, whatever your medium is that you prefer. Uh, and last thing I got to say is thank you, thank you, thank you. Keep your hands away from me, yeah.